The Richmond Theatre Critics Circle. Curtain Call. A discussion of all things theatre, with Richmond critics and occasional guests. Welcome to Curtain Call Act 6, Scene 14. I'm Jerry Williams from Sifter. Today we're going to feature Fires in the Mirror, the next show at Firehouse Theatre. I'm joined by Jamar Jones, who will be the sole actor in Fires in the Mirror, and Katrina Carroll-Lewis, who is going to be directing the show. Welcome to Curtain Call, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. First of all, tell us about the basics of this show. It's called Fires in the Mirror. It's going to be at, ironically, Firehouse, starting March 26th (laughs) and running for almost a month. Why don't we start? Because I know, Katrina, you did a couple years ago. You did a show similar by the same playwright, and I don't want to give any more away. I'll let you talk about some of that. What's behind Fires in the Mirror? You know, the full title of the play is Fires in the Mirror, Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and Other Identities. And it is in Anna DeVere Smith's style, this verbatim theater where she interviews people that have a connection to an event. So the play you're talking about that I did a few years ago is Twilight Los Angeles. 1992. The Twilight Los Angeles was a wonderful show, which obviously you were nominated for an RC too. This is a man doing a show by Smith. What is the difference in Fires in the Mirror and Twilight Los Angeles? Okay. The exciting thing about this work is that the way that Anna DeVere Smith does it and the way that Jamar and I are performing it is that it's one performer that is really taking on the persona, stepping into the skin of many different people, different genders, different races, different religions. We actually haven't told the listeners exactly what the event was cart before the horse. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In August, it will be the 30th anniversary of these riots that took place in Brooklyn, New York, in a Crown Heights community. And there were two young children who were run over by a vehicle. It was a motorcade coming along and it was driven by a Hasidic man, a rabbi. Nonetheless, he ran over these two children. And they were Um, black children too. They were black, yes, Afro-Caribbean black children. On that night, a lot of things, and it'll be unpacked in the story, so much ensued right from that moment that later that night, a young man from Australia who was studying, his name was Yanko Rosenbaum. He was surrounded by several gang members and you have two deaths, on one night from two communities, and it erupted into three days of riots. You mentioned it's been 30 years, and it's kind of ironic how a lot hasn't changed in 30 years in terms of the race relations and the racial issues in this country. You know, Jerry, the thing that was is a little bit chilling for me, it's like, oh my gosh, you said this 30 years ago. I feel as if I would have heard an activist say this just this past summer in 2020 right, right. on a on a live stream talking about race relations. I look at some of the footage, and even though it was 1991. It reminds you of what was happening in Richmond six months ago. No masks, you know, right. the clothing was right. different. But that rage, that outpouring because of some unjust violence that then ignites a fire, particularly within the Black community, because the rage is so long and it's so deep and it's so visceral. So what was the inspiration behind doing this show? Was this just something that was created recently as a result of the last year, or was this already on the horizon? This is one of those situations where things just fell into place in the most fascinating way. Early in the summer, I had popped by Firehouse for another project, and I just was having a conversation with Joel. And in Let me jets, interrupt you real quickly. That's Joel Basson, the artistic director. Firehouse was beginning to produce these one-person shows, and then Joel and I had a conversation how that was going. And I said, wow, that's really something. I said, well, Joel, if there's ever a show that maybe I can perform in, let me know. (laughs) 
he came back to me and said, well, why don't you tell me what is something that speaks to you? And I came across fires in the mirror. From there, Joe thought it was great. And I was like, you know, and then we knew Katrina and Katrina said, yes, I could direct it. And then bada boom, bada bing, here we are talking to you and opening in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Katrina, what were the, some of the challenges that you found in helping Jamar mount this show? I think the biggest challenge with this is that what you get is 30 monologues. She gives you a description of where she was when she gave the interview. But as far as crafting a play, that's the biggest challenge is how to approach that part of the storytelling. I think that we figured a a cool way to approach it. So y'all come out and see, and um, hopefully you love it. Tamar, what do you think? What what was your biggest challenge besides the fact, of course, you have to learn a lot of lines and you have to learn (laughs) some accents and you have to be a woman and you have to be a Hasidic Jew? This is absolutely stretching me in in ways that I think I I probably won't even be able to process until months and months from now. But the one thing for me is really focusing in on the experience of the person. Because I know early on, the thing I was getting in my way thinking like, oh my goodness, this dialect, oh my goodness, uh, how do I move my body? And all those things are important. But the one thing Anna DeVere Smith says is that she's really interested in how language informs us about human character, the American identity, and how it looks so different uh, depending on who you're hearing it from. And so for me, I think the main challenge is just staying truthful to these people's moment. You know, not be a caricature of these people. I'm trying to let their voice lead me and then letting everything else follow because I think they are speaking from different perspectives, but I'm seeing through lines in their interviews, which I think is, you know, truly a credit to Anna and how she's strung this whole experience together. This Hasidic Jewish woman in her 60s and this young Caribbean male who was involved in a gang they're saying things that I can I can make connections to in their experiences. And so I realized, I said, the story, like trust in the story, trust in the text, trust in their voices. So that's been an ongoing challenge, but also a beautiful learning process for me. Jamar, you're playing a lot of different characters. Are you doing, I'm assuming you can't do quick costume changes for 30 different people. How are you doing that physically? Uh-huh. But <laughs> not giving too much away, I'll say every person they have their own thing i do want to give a shout out to margaret joiner our costume designer she's doing some some incredible work helping us create these different looks i also want to thank erica hughes for all of her exceptional work in helping me uh and guiding me in the dialect realm too right right and i just want to mention real quickly you mentioned margaret joiner for those who may not know she's obviously a talented actor and artistic director of the heritage ensemble theater but she did the costumes for the show so that's who margaret joiner is one last question obviously this is sounds like it's a pretty heavy show is it a heavy show are people going to come away exhausted or is it a little more uplifting and maybe even funny i think humans. It's all of the things. I think that we'll have a good time. I think that watching Jamar come in and out of these characters, there's absolutely moments of levity and moments where we will laugh and be delighted. Um, I'm not going to say that it's not heavy. Um, It's about a child that was killed and an innocent Hasidic man that was killed and a, a city in chaos and the rage that exists inside of and it's in the soil it's in our it's in our country we know it in richmond we saw it erupt this summer i'm not going to say that we're not asking you to go with us there and to you know i hope that you leave uplifted and convicted not exhausted but inspired to 30 years from now to see a play like this and be like that is antiquated 
we are not that anymore. It's a, it's a night of theater that will require something of you, but give you so much. And yes, we'll laugh and we'll have a good time. And the music is on point. And it's 1991, which is an interesting time to revisit. You remember 1991, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Actually, I don't remember 1991. That was too long ago. <laughs> Exactly. I was a child. So one thing that's been fun is incorporating music and looking at footage, the footage that's not the riot. The riot footage is all heavy. I'm not going to say it's not, but the looking at the 1990s culture is fun. And then add that to the costume pieces. It's fun. I'll be looking forward to it. I've been chatting with Jamar Jones, who will be playing the one, well, well, excuse me, will be playing many roles in the one person show fires in the mirror and Katrina Carolus who directed the show. I just wanted to mention too, that it will be playing at Firehouse theater in person from March 26th to April 25th, almost a month. And there will also be streaming of the show. So break a leg to both of you. And thanks for coming to curtain call. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Take care. Love thanks and light. so much. Next week on Curtain Call, we'll hear from some of the students in the Critic Circle's new AMP program that provides critics mentorship to black students in reviewing theater. I'm Jerry Williams from Zifter. See you in two weeks. For extended podcasts and complete reviews, visit the Richmond Theater Critics Circle website at artsies.org.